Hello, my friends. Thank you for joining us for the PEBCAC podcast, a weekly information security show featuring some all around good people. It is week 33 of 2022. I'm Chris Louie and broadcasting live from Black Hat in Las Vegas. With me, I have the hot dad who came out of hiding to join us in Vegas. Literally the hot dad, Chris, in his infinite wisdom, in the desert, does not have the air conditioning on in his hotel room. It is hot as balls in here. And he's closed the curtains. <laughs> That's, that, that is for audio reads. So if you haven't noticed, the audio sounds a little bit different because number one, we're all sitting in the room. Number two, this audio is extremely, this mic is extremely sensitive. So the windows are open, the sound bounces off the windows, creates an echo, and it picks up literally everything so the AC will be noticeable to our listeners. So I'm thinking of you, the listener, to improve the audio. And we have Glenn Medina who joined us in Vegas, marking the first time we have all been in a room together since Costa Rica last year. Yeah. Hey, everybody. What is this? Podcast number 73, right? Yeah. And uh, first time ever recording together inside of a room. It's a Christmas miracle. Christmas miracle. Yeah. It's yeah. Very, very much so. Happy to be here. And uh, it's uh, late in the evening and we've had some fun in the festivities during the day on opening day of Black Hat. Great time. No guests this week, just the three of us recording a special episode live from Black Hat. Combined, we have decades of information security experience and are here not just to educate, but to entertain. We've got a special episode of Ask Me Almost Anything. Yeah, Chris, I am married and I have kids. Don't embarrass me on your man. I'll try not to. Thank you. All right. So my first question, what is your go-to drink of go-to drink of choice at a conference party? Oh, you guys all know me by now. Tito's. Tito's. It's oh. my uncle, right? And uh, <laughs> on ice, a little lime, or sometimes if I'm feeling a little spicy, uh, a little dirty with a couple olives. Uh, like I said, it keeps the COVID away. It does. I mean, you guys are both COVID free. So far. Yeah. But I did bring something special for you guys this week. Monkeypox. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no. You didn't rub it up on somebody we don't know about. <laughs> you brought the vid with us. That's our black hat present. Yeah. Surprise. No. So what do you guys think? My, do you think I go to like liquor or just like a beer for my go-to? Well, today's any indication is liquor. <laughs> Whatever. You don't know me. <laughs> well, I know it's not wine. That's for it's sure. Never going to be wine. I'm a wine drinker. My go-to is a Stella Artois. I bet you get out of here. Heck yeah, man. No way. I've literally never never seen you drink a Stella. Brian, I've known you for two and a half years now. I've never seen you pick up a Stella. This is the second time we've been in the same room together. Now you know why. (laughs) Well, on that note, by the way, the three of us could have been together last week, but Chris wanted to do his daddy duties at home. He's going to hang out with us. Or Glenn could have joined us. So there's, there's that too. Glenn was there. I was there. No, yeah. the next day when I met with you, Glenn could have. Well, that was during the day, though. <laughs> we had day jobs. Yes, yeah, Chris. <laughs> I do enjoy good Tito's and Red Bull if that is available. But at some of these conferences, they have that limited cart of liquor that they cart around. So it would be a Peroni if they have it. I like I like Peroni, uh, the beer. Uh, otherwise, a vodka ginger ale. Your garbage can said no, otherwise. But, but hold like on, it Schlitz for some reason. Not going around black hat but if you were to go to a bar what do you order if it's a bar it's, it's definitely vodka red bull really yeah 
But I've always seen you drink a Moscow Mule. Yeah, or a Moscow. I guess it depends. So it depends if I'm in polite company and drinking Red Bull is not socially acceptable in that instance. Then, yeah, I, I go to a Moscow Mule. When is it never socially acceptable to have a Red Bull with, what you have, a vodka? Yeah, vodka Red Bull. Vodka Red Bull. Right. Does, it, does, it, does it brand matter? Matter? Does brand matter? Uh, I would rank them so Tito's first, Belvedere, Grey Goose, and then everything else is not very good. I don't think I've heard of any of those except for Tito's because of you. So, all right. My turn while you get your questions ready, Chris. Go for it. All right. So, what is your favorite feature on my body? Your body. <laughs> <laughs> so making, of course, Brian's question would make him about himself. Oh, yeah. yeah about and the follow up question to you is What is your favorite thing about me? I'm just asking you questions that my wife asks me in the middle of the night when she can't sleep. Yes, you're beautiful. <laughs> it's, gotta, it's gotta be the beautiful bald head. It's always the first thing I nope. notice about you. First thing other people notice about you. I I'm jealous. I can't I can't grow a beard. I can't grow facial hair. Like yeah, it's yeah, and that's an intimidating look sometimes. It's probably the, the follow up. So the, the big bald head and then the epic beard. I had 100 not anticipated you guys actually answering that question. It was more of a the punchline of what my wife talks to me in the middle <laughs> of the night about. So all right, good job, good job. Thank you, thank nice. you. Bald and beautiful. All right, that's right. I'm digging it. All right, I'll get one for you guys. Sleeping at night, are you above the sheets or below the sheets? I'm American. I'm not a terrorist. I'm, of course, I'm below the sheets. Yeah, below the sheets. Really? Sure. What about you? I am above the sheets. You're above the sheets? Yeah. yeah. Are you wearing like a robe? Uh, <laughs> just a sock? Just, yeah, just socks. <laughs> nice sock puppet. Nice sock. Oh, my God. Yeah. Really? Above the sheets? Yeah. I, you get your comforter all and everything? I, I prefer not to use sheets. If, I just I like to set the room not hot like this it is right now but yeah, I do like it comfortable yeah. yeah I do like it comfortable what what do you keep it at your house uh, uh the house in the summertime stays at about 78 78 you guys are complaining about 72 in, in the winter time that's it well 78 because I'm cheap um and it's I keep it at 68 in the winter time because I don't want to heat the house well I said the I'm windows cheap. open it's cool that off you know really oh, yeah. uh, you, i was thinking if there was a hot thing because vacaville does get pretty hot but then brian gets even warmer where you are so no, i'm definitely an under the sheets guy and actually i read something about that because there's a debate on reddit about it a while ago of why people like even if it's hot extremely hot like you have to have like a thin blanket or something on you because it was it has something to do with being in utero as a as a baby that you're comforted and you're surrounded by you know this something and then you know when you're you know you're after you're born that you have to be comforted by something that's around you so that's why people want that want a sheet around even if it's a thin sheet and it's it's really hot some people just need that i thought it was in case you know you don't want your your big fish bait hanging out and the kids walk in <laughs> well that's their problem yeah. <laughs> i always tell my kids like the room that's my love sanctuary like you guys are not welcome in here stay out we have a we have a coworker that uh, he, him and his wife have a hot tub in a part of, outside of his house in a certain direction and, and him and his wife have um, uh, intimate time in this hot tub and they have like four or five kids and, and the parents mainly the dad warns them says, if you do not want to get scarred for life do not look out this direction of the house at this hour <laughs> oh boy well speaking of I don't know, have to answer you 
jerk. Hold on. Speaking right. speaking of blankets, right? Did, have you guys heard of the, the, the this this craze is going on? They're they're called weighted blankets. Yeah, I've heard one. Yeah. So I my, I little. got one for Christmas, and I told my kids return it. Yes. Yeah, Do you like them? I've never used it. Yeah, I've never used it. It was cool for like a couple of minutes, and yeah, this thing's heavy. I felt like I was getting choked out. Yeah. What's the purpose of it? Is it just so they don't fall off? Well, that's that whole in utero comfort thing, yeah, right? So, compression or in something. uterus. In utero. In utero. <laughs> in utero. So I keep my house at seventy at night, and it was ceiling fan, and then one of those Dyson like fans blowing on us as well. It's like a air PM wind tunnel. like a wind tunnel. There. That's cold. Oh, it's great. <laughs> you know why? When the wife gets cold, then she's got to cuddle. Uh, I'll let you guys fill in the blanks. There you go. Life hack for all you guys out there. Also, P.S. Get rid of the TV in your room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't, can't fall asleep to TV. What are you gonna fall asleep to? Yep. Life pro tip. <laughs> Chris is like, damn it! I have to edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> Demonetize each. <laughs> all right. Well, in the spirit of us all being here in Las Vegas, do you guys have any funny gambling stories? I'm going to say it's funny as much as I was here for, I think, less than 12 hours. And we were waiting for some friends. And we were at Excalibur. This is back in the day we had change, right? And they went to go buy beer from AMPM. I'm like, you know, you just get free beer if you just walk around long enough. <laughs> and uh, so as we were waiting, I pumped like 75 cents into a machine and won like 2,500 bucks. Nice. And I'm pretty, like at that moment in my life, I've never had that much money. Like, I've never even seen that. Like, I was just blown uh -huh. away. I came home with negative three hundred dollars. <laughs> I was only there for twelve hours. You gave yeah. it all back to the house and uh, something like that. It was terrible, man. That's what I, I learned. No more gambling for Brian Beach. I went gambling. Had a very successful night at the craps table. Um, it's it's a in, Indian casino craps. <clears throat> so you're throwing dice, and the dice represent uh, an odd or even number okay and is that Cal was this in california yeah it is and then i, the, I remember they they cards. Had, yeah, yeah the cards yeah okay yeah because yeah. i guess there's some law that nevada lobbied and said the indian casinos in california must use cards and it's a it, lot less exciting yes and it's a lot more random but the uh so yeah uh, we had this guy throwing this artificial dice uh, or die, whatever you can plural for them. And he threw the dice for three hours. Never, never crapped out, either hit his point, made point, uh, made point or just continued to roll. And at one point, at about 2.5 hours, he says, I got to use the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. And no, no, no. Everyone no. was like, no, just yelling. And then one guy handed him a cup. He's <laughs> like a thirst buster, like 44 ounces. Do, uh, do your business. We'll all turn away. Yeah, well, just keep throwing. You just got to keep throwing. I, I looked at there. I was like, oh, I can't look at this. I just turned around. <laughs> oh, did he go? Yeah. 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 And it, it was just, everyone was like, what's going on over there? There's a crowd of people around him. And yeah. Needless to say, he rolled for another 30 minutes and I made a lot of money. So dang, yeah. how much money do you think you made? Do you retire? Uh, no, no, nothing like that. That's it. Hours, yeah, so that's the interesting about craps. So the shooter is just another player. They're just they just happen to be rolling the dice. It's the people that are betting, you know, with mm -hmm. or against the shooter that make a lot of money. So yeah. Yeah. I remember I remember one time we were out here playing craps and Grace was throwing, and I I forget the exact odds, but you should 
after after the the point is established, you should get a seven one out of every approximately seven rolls because seven is the most common number. And I think she went for probably like a hundred over a hundred rolls. I think and wow. made a lot of people a lot of money. Like I I'm pretty conservative when it comes to to crafts, but there's some people betting a lot, and yeah, they were very thankful that she would she had a hot hand that that day and, and didn't crap out. Is that your story? No, or so, just relating. Okay, just ahead. relating. So my my I guess I have two. I have two stories. So. One's not as funny. Uh, it's it's probably more funny for anybody that's in the card counting community. So back in college, we had an Indian casino near us. And uh, because we were a bunch of college people, we were all studying like engineering. So we were a bunch of uh, uh, nerds. Uh, I got into card counting. And there, the, the book, so if you read the book on blackjack, there's a specific action you should take for every result, for every card the dealer shows and every total that you have. There's a specific action. There's no intuition. There's no good luck feelings. The computer and the book says you must do this and you'll get, you know, the highest expected outcome from it. So that's called playing by the book. But when you play by the book, it your behavior should change when the count of the deck changes. So if there's more tens in the deck, that's in your favor because you get more 20s, you get more blackjacks, the dealer busts more. And uh, I was I was playing at that at some a blackjack table and uh, soft 18 is an ace and a seven. And in 99% of the circumstances, you should stay on the soft 18. But for, uh, for this situation, the count was telling me to hit. So hit on soft 18. So I did it. And then the, and then the dealer announced it out to everybody. In, so the pit boss could hear. It's like, look at this guy. He's hitting on soft 18. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I was, I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. And then I guess I did it again, you know, in, in the same with the same dealer. And he announced it again to everybody, including, you know, so the pit boss here is like, this guy's hitting on soft 18, like he knows what he's doing. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious that I don't know, he he figured that I was either very dumb because you shouldn't hit on soft 18 normally, or clever for being able to count cards and change the strategy based on that. Hey listeners, I just wanted to make one small clarification. Hitting on soft 18 is actually not that unusual. There's multiple occasions where the book will will tell you to do that. The unusual move that drew the attention of the dealer and the pit boss was doubling down on soft 18. So I just wanted to throw that correction in there. Now, back to the show. Did you win? Yeah. Yeah, I won. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, the odds were in my favor. You know, I hit on soft 18 and then then, then you're in Hunger Games. Maybe the odds odds be in your favor. Yeah, Yeah. And then I guess the, the other funny story was back in, it's probably a couple of years after I graduated from college. It was, it was out here in Vegas. We had gone clubbing and it was probably 1.30 or 2 in the morning. And there was, there was a group of us. So a group of us went clubbing and we all sat down or I sat down at a blackjack table because the, there was like only one seat at this lower limit table. I think it was a $10 table. Everything else was 25 and up. And I was playing blackjack and like I could tell like, the people I was with wanted to play. So then I started acting like pretty obnoxious at the table. Like I was screaming, I was yelling. And 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 it's it's a very fine balance because if you act too obnoxious, the pit boss will kick you out. But if you don't act obnoxious enough, the table won't clear. So I had to get that balance uh, together. So I was screaming and being obnoxious until the table cleared. My friend sat down and then I switched back to normal mode. <laughs> 
That's interesting, Chris. <laughs> can't see a, Chris acting like that at all. A little Jekyll and Hyde over here. It's right. going it over. is, yeah. So, so in, in blackjack, uh, a, a card that is worth 10, so the 10 or the face card is what it's called a monkey. So if, if I had an ace, I would yell, monkey, 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 and I'd slam the table, monkey, monkey, monkey. Or, you know, if the, the dealer had uh, 12 or higher, um, I would just yell that, I'd just yell monkey, and I'd slam the table and just try to act as obnoxious as I could without getting kicked out, of course. But um, it worked, you know, the table cleared. I got to sit with my friends. We played for a while, and uh, I didn't get kicked out. I think blackjack is my favorite, because like, this, this one game you can literally play for hours, and... Not Maybe true. break even. Not true. Not for you. You can play craps all night long if you just play the pass line and five and uh, was it uh, six eight? Yeah, all so night the, long, the even well, odds. Yeah, let's yeah. go. Wrap it up, guys. No more questions. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> but can't you know? Great odds if you play that. But yeah, yeah. the best odds is don't play. Yeah, you know, best always play. Yeah. So if you if you play by the book blackjack offers the best odds of losing the least so i, I won't even say winning because for every single game in the casino your 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 expected value is always negative blackjack playing by the book you lose the least but if you if you just want to not think about it then glenn is correct the pass line on craps is the best bet and then um, pretty much any of the numbers if you bet on any of the numbers they they pay pretty even on that as well like don't do like you know the hard eight or um, the field or anything like that those have pretty bad odds but the pass line and then the numbers those are called dummy bets yeah yeah sucker bets sucker bets. just like insurance never ever buy insurance on blackjack never so if you get like two tens you split and double your bet every single time if so that's in advance so, so if you play by the book you never split tens but if you count and the count is sufficiently high then you would split the ten so you always split eights and you always split aces. Okay. But never split tens unless you really know what you're doing. I definitely know what I'm doing. What if they have like Brian's multiple decks? Notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, most of them now are five card, five card decks, right? Or five five deck. Five deck. Yeah. Five deck. Shoes. Shoes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's another thing. So a single it's gonna be hard to get a count then, right? Not that's necessarily. Fun. No. So if you do if you do the high-low method, it's it's pretty easy to keep track of. Uh, the single deck blackjack now they pay six to five on blackjack instead of three to two, which is a as a sucker's bet. So don't don't ever play single deck if they pay six to five. Uh, but a five deck shoe is your best bet, I, I think nowadays, if, as long as they pay three to two on blackjack. Look at Chris, Mr. Ratios over here. I know. <laughs> Have you ever played a fifty-two pickup? <laughs> All right. That, my my wife plays a Casino War. Have you guys ever played Casino War? No. So that's it's literally you get a card, the dealer gets a card, and whoever's card is higher wins. So that's, oh, that's, okay, yeah. that's like the, the like war the that you play at home. War. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's casino war. But yeah, she she likes that one. It's it's, it's easy and it's uh, the expected value is, is still pretty high. I think the way the house makes money is that if you go to war and you tie, then the the, the house wins. That's that's where they make their money because it's literally 50-50 who gets the higher card. Hmm. Next question. All right, question. If you guys don't know right off the bat, I think then I'll answer. But if you had to go back in time, you have to rename your kids. What would be your top three baby names? Top three baby well, names? I wanted Jacrispy, but Jacrispy? that got vetoed very fast. I can I can get that. 
You probably got a slap on the back <laughs> of the head, right? That was my J-Crispy. Were you serious, though? I wanted J-Crispy. Spell that for, J- the, for the audience here. J-A-apostrophe-C-R-I-S-P-Y. J-Crispy. Why? Why? You have a name or a reason behind it. It's yeah. hilarious. So you want your kid to be made fun of throughout their whole life. Yeah, J-Crispy. J-Crispy Louie. Yeah. All right. So what do you want, one. guy? You didn't want King? King Louis? Yeah. Crab Louis? Yeah. <laughs> king is good. Or a duh Louis? <laughs> I went to school with the King Louis, actually. Did you really? Yeah, in high school. King Louis, L-U-I. But yeah, I went to school with, uh, with the King Louis. Mm-hmm. I would definitely go with Trigger. Trigger? Cement Truck or Truck Stop. I think those would be some pretty cool names to have for kids. Truck Stop Beach. What? Yeah. Really? Like, why not? I should, we went to a baby shower the other day. I was trying to suggest baby names like that, but she was not trying to hear it at all. Yeah. I go back in time. The song was it? Maybe that song was famous back then. Funky Cold. Funky Cold. Funky Cold. Medina. <laughs> That's it. Funky Cold Medina. Yeah. All right. I'm digging that. <clears throat> when we were naming our daughter, there's actually an app. So there's a phone app. So similar to Tinder. You have two people and you, and you sync your profiles together and you swipe left and you swipe right. And it only displays the names that you both agree on. So Grace and I actually did that. And we got a pretty good list of names that we're, we're going to name our kid. And then we eventually settled on, on the ones we did. Maybe I'm a little older because I didn't have that app. Why this thing called the book? <laughs> the book. Yeah. Yeah. The baby name book. Baby name book. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have any rituals uh, based off of the names that you guys gave? rituals yeah like um so i've got a my wife's got a cousin um the father's name begins with a j the mother's name begins with a an i so therefore if it's a boy it has to begin with the the name has to begin with a j if it's a female a girl they have to begin the name with an i and not but not recycle the name no yeah (laughs) no (laughs) just asking that's it's my my wife's oh but my wife said the family it's her sister's kate she's corinne caleb and then gilbert jr <laughs> it's all c's until you get to the last guy he's like i don't understand is it because he's the boy uh caleb is a boy as well oh okay did they just yeah. give up at that point i don't know yeah just... gilbert jr though was gilbert, the, i take it the father was gilbert senior you nailed that one, brother. <laughs> so you're, he, you're he, kept, he tried three times to get Gilbert inside there, and then finally on the fourth one, the wife gave up. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. That's awesome. Going back in time, right? And we talk about this, and we talk about it in our in our proposed book here. Uh, change in what you took in college as far as for your career and would you have done anything differently for your career good question i i think about that and i think i would say more so earlier in my career people have asked me that now now i'm i'm so far into my career like i don't even list my college on my resume any, anymore i i don't think so i don't think i would have changed anything um for those of you that look me up on LinkedIn, my background is political science and business administration, which literally has nothing to do with security, IT, tech, or anything. That's why you suck at your job. Yeah, that's why I'm bad at my job. But he <laughs> writes really great blogs. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I, 
I think I might have actually talked about it on the podcast before, but like studying international relations, studying how two states, you know, approach each other with, with diplomacy or war, that's uh, very similar to what we see in, in on on the battlefield, the, the sales cycle. How do you how do you negotiate with something that's that's not acting rational? How do you how do you implement some like mutually assured destruction that if you do that, well, I'm gonna do this and nobody's gonna win? Um, I, I think that translates well in, into sales. And I just think that in you know, college teaches a lot of soft skills. So when I get the, the question, is college worth it? Will you ever get a return on your investment for a college education? That's coming to debate more and more now. And my answer has always been yes. So even if you study something that's not related to your career field, like we work with people that are lawyers, that were former lawyers, they have their JDs, we work with people that have their MBAs and they, they nothing related to that. We also work with former people that were selling Red Bull. Yeah, yeah, so. we, work with, we work with felons, yeah. So, But um, learning those soft skills, showing up on time, learning to take a test, having a, a long-term goal in mind or working towards that. I think some of the soft skills you learn in college, interacting with people, learning to be a normal person, don't show up smelling bad to class. Like, I think those those skills translate well to the workforce. That's a thing, not showing up to class smelly. Yeah, well, if you do, then you're like a social pariah. Uh, that's true. So it's social outcasting. You don't get that because there's a rule in place. Yeah. It's because it's socially unacceptable. So therefore, your peers or your classmates will address that situation. Correct. Yes. Okay. So, for, so I was going to try to back into this creatively and like kind of paint a picture of like a blood spatter analyst, but like paint the... Uh, the, the picture of Dexter, but it's way too graphic for this thing. <laughs> so I can't like, yeah. So I just see my mom being murdered in a, you know what I mean? Like, it would be full blood by a cop that adopts me. Yeah, I'm sure you guys would have caught on to it. No, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I mean, I do love my job. I don't think I could ever do anything else. One thing I think would be kind of rad though is like anesthesiologist. Yeah, say anesthesiologist. Anesthesiologist. They yeah. get a doctor. They ate a lot. They do. I mean, I don't know that they necessarily made more than us. They do. Honestly. They do. Maybe not in Arizona. Yeah. In, in California, they do for sure. I'm going to disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah, they, private practice. And they're, they're miracle workers, too. <laughs> yeah. Like when, when my wife was giving birth to our son and uh, she gave birth to him naturally. And yeah, the second that they, they put that needle in, in her, it's like, oh, it's like a night and day difference as, as, it, as you would expect it to be. But yeah, they're. They, they do good work and it's very difficult work and they, they do make a lot. One thing I didn't know until uh, my son recently went under, that doctor had to stay in the room the, the, during mm -hmm. the entire operation. I thought he just dope him up, peace out, right? Yeah, no, no, in it, case they wake up. Yeah, they yeah. be there. And they, have to, and they have to like slowly bring him out. They have to, yeah, mm -hmm. there's this, I think there's a science to it as well. Yeah. So I've been in those surgeries. Okay. Yeah. So as it's an interesting no, as as part of the surgical team. Okay. So my previous life as a dental hygienist, hygienist slash oral maxillofacial surgical assistant, those are things that we did or I've done. So I've okay. seen it. I've seen trauma. I've seen doctors, you know, put people out. It's uh, it's an interesting yeah. thing. I'll be honest with you. I, I'm glad I left that behind. If there's anything I would have changed, it would be. I would have done something a little differently in the military. I still would have gone, but after the military, I, I don't think I would have gone and 
been a customer. Yeah, <laughs> I would have. No, knowing what you know, knowing now. what I know now, I would have went straight into sales, and not yeah. maybe not even sales engineering. I probably would have just went sales. Yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's a good point that you bring up. Anything about it. usually anytime you have to interface with the doctor like that, it's you fast it all night long. They know exactly what's going on. I can't imagine like you're like taking some sort of like victim of a car crash and to sit them under right you have no idea what's really inside their blood you know oh that'd be a while okay yeah like yeah. a trauma doctor like every yeah. er you know, like an er surgeon like did you just come in and you know they're bleeding and you don't have any back so you just have to know that stop the bleeding save the patient that's wild. all right yeah we have a friend that's she's a, she's a nurse and she was an er nurse in stockton california and for those of you who don't know about stockton california look it up uh, it's there's a lot of gang activity there. There's a lot of violence, a lot of shootings, a lot of stabbings. And she's definitely seen some stuff. She has some stories, but then she eventually moved on to a different hospital. But yeah, being ER nurse, ER doctor, trauma doctor in, in a, a very rough area, must that that's literally a trial by fire. Sounds like a wonderful place. <laughs> Second uh, murder, cap murder capital of the world next to Richmond, Oakland. No, I think yep. Washington D.C. still has that, or Chicago yeah. now, maybe. Hmm. All right, I think it's my turn. Are you recording us separately? No, I am not. <laughs> uh, interesting question because I have a Vegas related story to this. Um, have you ever been hit on by another man? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> have you seen Brian? Yes. <laughs> I'm constantly hitting on him. <laughs> well, it's funny the other day, or I think it was last night, I, I came back to the hotel room and I was, I was like, hey, am I, am I on speakerphone? She's like, yeah, they came out speakerphone. It's like, hey, I got news for you. And I, and she's like, what's going on? I was like, I got hit on tonight by, by someone. And she's like, why are you sounding so happy about it? <laughs> I, there was another dude. So. Not, not weird at all. Yeah. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I, I think... So there are some men that get offended by that or are uh, take a, an opposite reaction that you have. But I, I'm with you that if another man hits on me, I'm like, oh, wow, you have very good taste in men. I like your approach. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I actually probably should have told this as my funny Vegas story when we had Marcus on, on the podcast. But the last time I was in Vegas for Black Cat, I, I visited Marcus. He lives uh, he lives off the strip and. um I ended up taking an Uber pool to go visit him because since this is not company related, I was paying for it out of my own pocket. And as Brian would call me out, I'm a notorious cheapskate. So I did the Uber pool. Frugal. And I, frugal. <laughs> I did the calculation in my head because I'm like, I'm going off strip from the strip. There's not going to be anybody else that wants to do that. So I'm going to pay Uber pool prices for the UberX experience. And, and going there, that was correct. Coming back, it was not um we I, I left marcus's house in the uber pool then he came uh, we picked up another passenger about halfway through and we, we drove into this housing development here in vegas and it was gated and then the uber driver was trying to message this guy like, how do i get in i can't get in like i can't i literally can't get to you you have to open the gate or you have to come to me and then i guess the, the guy came out from the housing complex and and jumped in the uber pool uh, but then there's another gate to get out and then the guy's like well how do i get out of here can you you know, do you know how to get out? And the guy said, no. And then he said, well, can you, whoever you're visiting here, can you call them and ask them how to get out? And he said, no. So like, we were stuck in this complex for a while until we found like this alternate fire exit to get out of this place, which I guess if it was a real fire. We probably would have been screwed. But um, so, th so this guy was there and he had no idea how to get out. So like, that was kind of a, a red flag. Sketchy. Yeah. And then we were driving back to the strip and then like, he just starts like 
eye eyeballing me. I'm like, okay, no, this is kind of unusual. All right. And he's like, hey, you're you're kind of cute. It's like, hey, do you want to come back to my room with me? I'm like, oh no, thank you, but you know, sorry, I'm I'm just picking up my bag and I'm gonna head out of town. And he's like, well, well, definitely take down my number next time you're in town. Give me a call. And I'm like, okay, yes, I will. I will do that. And then it made for a very awkward Uber pool ride. Until we got back to the show, we picked up like three more people. So that was a, a, definitely a miscalculation on my part, taking the Uber pool back to the strip. But going there, yes. Coming back, no. So I'm so hearing this correctly. You only said no because you're getting ready to leave? No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wasn't getting ready to leave. That was that was my excuse to not hurt his feelings. Oh, you're being quiet? Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> no, I, I had like three more days of death on. <laughs> Grace, if you're still listening, his phone number is still on his phone. <laughs> Monkey box might be your real <laughs> That was my funny Vegas story, you know, guys. Guys, I, I bet Brian probably you probably get at the gym. Do you have the gym at all? No, never. Huh. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I guess you would think it would happen more at the gym, but I, I think the gym is is like there's an unspoken rule. I'm here to work out. And I'm here to leave. I'm not here to mingle. Yeah, headphones on and a grimace on my face. Like yeah. I'm there to, to chat. Look how mean he looks. Imagine with him sweaty. <laughs> Maybe the <laughs> I'm pretty sweaty right now because he's crazy on this damn room. <laughs> So that's that we do that for you for the listeners. Brian is suffering for the listeners. So you don't have to hear the AC in the background. So I've had an incident. Um, <laughs> an incident. I was at a Starbucks waiting. I was picking up my daughter from Sac State and I'm sitting there and just minding my own business, doing some work. And some guy comes up to me and says, Hey, those are some really nice shoes. And I'm thinking, just regular shoes. What the heck? <laughs> and I didn't think it even, I was like, Hey, thanks. Appreciate it. He goes, What kind of shoes are those? And I told him and how long have you had him? I'm like, oh yeah. And, and he's, you know, he chooses to sit with me now at this two person table he with my laptop. Yeah. yeah. And he's drinking coffee and I'm just kind of nodding my head and I didn't want to be rude. No. And I think at that point in time, um, I didn't, you know, I wanted to be nice and I politely told him, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just here. And I made up an excuse and I went to go pick up my daughter, which thank God I had to go do. Right. Yeah. And then I was telling my daughter about it and she goes, Oh my God, Dad! He was trying to pick you up, <laughs> and I went, "No, no way!" Right? So we get home, and my daughter's laughing at me. She tells my wife, and she goes, "Mom, Mom, Mom! Some guy tried to pick up Dad at Starbucks close to Sac State." And I'm like, "No!" And my wife and my daughter are laughing <laughs> like, and I, and so I, you know, I go through the story, and and my wife says, "Oh yeah." He was trying to pick you up. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know the social cues. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of missed social cues, like fresh into college, like I think when I was 18 or 19, I actually started shaving my head, not baking it, but I was just shaving it down. And uh, I was leaving the library at MCC. So I'm going out and this guy approaches me and, you know, I'm just not really paying attention to anything, but he just, he's like, he like kind of interrupts me. He's like, Hey man, you're proud of who you are. And I'm like, well, yeah, yes, kind of. Like, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you know, what, what do you mean? And then I, I take a step back and he's starting to ask me more questions. And like this thing kind of has a surprise in like the Cosby show, right? right. I look at him like, oh, wait a second, he's got a shaved head too, or shaved head as well. And he's got like a white shirt on and he has uh, camouflage fatigues and armor oh, boots. And then it, it clicked in like five minutes of the conversation. This guy's part of the Aryan Brotherhood. He's trying to recruit me. I'm like, dude, I gotta go. I'm like, I am not your guy. 
That's yeah. hilarious. Start wearing hat all the time. <laughs> That's funny. So hold on. Take this a step back. <laughs> and let's forget another guy, another girl tried to pick you up, another female in the time that you had been married. Have you guys chatted? Did you guys were dismissive or did it fly over your head like it did me? Oh, I, yeah, it could happen. I missed it. Yeah. I just realized I have the wrong mic selected. <laughs> You've been doing the macro pro the whole time? I have been. I didn't do the, I didn't check this uh, the Yeti. Let me. Well, it sounded pretty good before, right? Yeah, let me see. This is part one. All right, we are back. And if you can't tell, the audio has changed a little bit because I was on the wrong microphone. So the first half of this, first part of this episode is going to sound different, a lot different than the second half. And I would, I'm sitting closest to the computer, so I'm probably going to be very loud and I'll have to take care of this in post. What an idiot. We don't have the Zoom recording either, do we? We do. Yeah. So oh, I have the Zoom back up and the Zoom had the correct setting. All right. So back to Glenn's question. Have you ever been hit on by another female? Is that that the question yeah yeah let's just flip the shoes just make it even right so that way we're not picking on hey, one sex or the other the, all right yeah <laughs> if i if it's happened to me i have no idea i'm oblivious to it i would i'm, I'm dumb yeah see that's my excuse too so oh that's your excuse <laughs> that, that, jerk not my excuse so that that's my reasoning as well that i looking back when people point it out so just like you know, people point it out for for Glenn or, or for or for you. When people point it out, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can I can see how that was. But I I I was pretty oblivious to to social cues. I would say so. It's at the time I probably didn't realize it. Uh, much later, you know, in retrospect, I, I think I realized it. Yeah, I will. Say, well, let's say that it did happen, right? I would say that the guy, right? He might have been pretty handsome. I don't know. I'm not, not going to say, but the chick was definitely built like a bag of mashed potatoes. No, thing. I'm just kidding. I did it for funniness, guys. Don't listen so to me. I have a story for you guys. So I have two kids at that time. No, no young one. Had this really nice uh, pickup lifted four by four. I think it was a Nissan Frontier, right? Big tires on it. And I'm driving on the freeway, tinted windows. And this car just keeps wanting to go next to me. Like, what the heck is this car doing? And I, I finally notice, and there's like two girls like waving at me and trying to get my attention. And I'm like, what the heck? Gas tank's open, isn't it? And uh, no, it's it's like, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, what? Right. And they're like, you know, giving me the call me sign, right? Okay. And I'm like. Well, it's kind of odd, right? And they're trying to tell me numbers, and I'm like, I don't got time for this. I'm tr I'm trying to get to Sacramento, right? I think I'm gonna go visit my mom and dad at that time. And they're like, No, 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 call me, call me like that. And uh, in the back were the two kids in the car seat, so I rolled the windows down, and I went like this, <laughs> and uh, I pointed back, back to the back, back seat. seat. Yeah. And they finally got the picture that I had kids, and they just. <laughs> they kind of went on their own. Yeah. So, but I told my wife about that as well, and she kind of laughed. So, <laughs> funny. That time I wasn't so oblivious. Yeah. Good. Yeah, getting recalled. Yeah. Beyond me. All right. Whose question is it now? Is mine or is it Chris? It's yours. Okay. Right. Uh, what commercial jingle gets stuck in your head all the single or all the time? Like you should just know it right off the bat. Like I, my wife asked me this question, I knew it, and was like, "Really? Slap shop? Slap shop? Yeah, yeah, Vince with slap shop. Let's hear it. It's not. It's not so much the jingle. It's that somebody auto tuned his voice and made a like a rap, 
like a rap video out of it. Really? Do you remember the slap chop, Vince? No. Yeah, Hi, I'm Vince with slap chop. I don't remember the auto tune though. Hi, I'm Vince with slap chop. You know, the, the hard, the, the more you slap it, the finer it gets. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. But I'll, I'll, I'll link in the show notes. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. There's there's yeah the uh, there's a hilarious story about what happened with Vince with slap chop as well. If you look it up and see his story, but yeah, I I, I it's it's the slap chop auto tune remix. All right. Never heard of it. What about you, Glenn? Oscar Meyer Wiener. All right, let's so, hear it. You gotta sing it. No, it's been too long. I've My baloney he has, has a first name. name. It's E O N E Y, right? <laughs> <laughs> nope, not gonna get it out. That's, of me. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Mine was I love chicken. I love liver. Meow mix, meow mix. Please yeah. deliver. Meow mix. Yeah. yeah. Meow I mix. mean, to, like, sometimes I'm in the shower just, just washing this glorious bald head of mine. I love chicken. I love liver. Like I don't even understand why it's in my head. <laughs> yeah, it won't leave. Cats. And I, yeah, and I hate cats. Yeah. The other one that I would do is a uh, it's peanut butter jelly time. Oh, peanut that's butter not a jelly time. That's a song. That's I know, song. but it's still it's it's sketchy. Oh, for going that <laughs> route, <laughs> I believe the question was specifically about a jingle. Okay. Oh. So yeah, you're right. It was a bad jingle. My my stepdad for like. I don't know, for as long as I've known him, his song, he'll always just like hum it or sing it. He'll go, Strangers in the Night. And then, but he doesn't know the rest of it. All he hears, Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, you gotta learn the words. <laughs> that's the only part that he knew. But like, it was just wild forever. So it's like that scene in Bad Boys where they, they know the Bad Boys chorus and then they're like, Dude, you gotta learn the words because they just ad lib it after that. All right, Chris, you're up. I'm up. What was your guys' first experience with alcohol? Boy, this has nothing to do with IT at all, does it? No, it doesn't ask me anything. Like, we warned the listeners. Yeah. This didn't ask me anything. I, I guess I didn't specify that this is My not first experience related. with alcohol? Yeah. Or the first worst experience from alcohol? This first. This first, first yeah. yeah. I was 21. Oh, no. No, you're right. I wasn't 21. <laughs> you know, like I was 12. Uh... I can tell you the one that sticks out the most was, yeah, it was high school, stealing liquor from my mom and dad's cabinet, you know, the little bottles, my yeah. mom would bring them the little bottles Minis. from work, and I would replace the vodka with water. <laughs> it looks the same. And reseal them, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and then sitting there giggling while we are eating dinner, so. Dang, how old are you? like to say 14 15 Dang, would I, you get drunk off it like your parents yeah, didn't notice anything was off i would drink of you know what is that two shots right two ounces yeah inside those things? something like that yeah, for in the corner again. Yeah, one, i'm not I one shot I think. I think i barely weighed 100 pounds when i was that age yeah I, I, when i joined the army i was only 105 oh my gosh it was in second grade when I weighed 105. <laughs> <laughs> but you weren't buzzing or anything around your parents. They, nothing threw, threw it off that uh, tipped them off. I can't remember. That I can't remember. I, I just remember that I was, like I said, I, I stole liquor from their liquor cabinet. And that was my first experience. That's pretty predictable. Yeah. How about you, Chris? So mine was <laughs> keeping with keeping on brand mine was actually pretty responsible so i i actually didn't drink until i was 21 and uh, i didn't drink in like my early college years 
and I was also the last one of my group and my friends to turn 21 due to how the school systems work out here. I, I was always the youngest in my class, so I was the last one to turn 21. So I actually had what you would call tour guides for my first drinking experience, and um, it was it was still in college, and then we went drinking and went to the bars, and I had people like looking out for me and making sure I was drinking responsibly and warning me what would happen. That's, you know, if you drink too much, you're going to wake up randomly at 4 a.m., have to go to the bathroom. And, you know, if you don't feel well, the best thing to do is just sit down on the balcony for a bit and get the cool air on your face. So I actually, I actually think the, so my first experience with alcohol is probably a positive one because I had like, you know, basically like a tour guide. Like I knew what to expect and I had people looking out for me. Um, and the, one of the, the things that I, that made me think of this question was um, there's, there's a province, an area in, in Canada called Nunavut. And they only recently uh, legalized liquor there or alcohol there. And they didn't have that. They didn't have previous generations that had drunk, you know, consumed alcohol and knew how to drink responsibly. And then the, the town just went out of control. You know, as soon as the floodgates opened for alcohol, town went out of control, crime went out of control. So, I mean, I think that was, you know, the opposite of what, what I had. I had a pretty positive experience because I had people looking out for me and mentally preparing me and, and telling me what, what to expect. So yeah, like I said, on brand, you know, pretty, pretty low key and, and pretty responsible. Right on. Mine was, so I grew up with alcoholic parents that like legitimately went to AA. I, I spent most of my formidable years sitting in an AA meeting. So I was always deathly afraid of drinking because I thought my mom would just know. Meanwhile, my little brother was drinking at like 13. She had no clue. Yeah. I, you know, like this, she just, she scared me into it. So Unlike or unlike Glenn, but like but like you, I was almost twenty two because I was the oldest in my peer group. Oh my god! Before I had my first drink, and uh, I was young, I was impressionable. I was a huge Tupac fan. So guess what my first drink was? A Hennessy. Ah, close. Alize. Alize. And yeah. I thought it was like the orange juice is bad. It's bad, <laughs> guys. You can't drink it. So I think I took maybe a shot total. Like and it was hard to even try to down it. And then that was the end of my night. I was like, ah, whatever. Drinking's whack. Yeah, being being the last one to turn twenty one, some my peers and my friends had already like figured out like the bar scene, the club scene, um, in, in our college town. So like it, you know, it was a pretty smooth experience. So I benefited from from them coming ahead, and you know, at, at the time, you know, it was unfortunate because you know when they went out to the bars, I had to stay back. But then you know, I had the benefit of them forging you know the the road ahead for me. And then when it was my turn to to go, it was pretty smooth sailing. Did you guys ever do the life hack where you would just like, you weren't old enough to drink yet, but you couldn't go to the club. So what you do is you go to the, like downtown, you'd go watch a movie that gets out right around one o'clock in the morning. And then when all the drunk uh, people are walking out of the place, that's when you start to intercept the, the low hanging fruit. No, <laughs> just me. Well, what movie theater gets out at 1 a.m.? There's always, always like movie, like midnight movies. So we would. <laughs> bars are open. People are going from the midnight movie to the bars at the same time. Well, no, I would go to the movie, okay, right, and then leave the movie, and then the bars would be closing down. Oh, when all the drunk people coming out, and so we gotcha. do our best to pick it off. <laughs> it sounds so bad now. So uh, along those same lines, and I, I like to add things to these yeah. great questions. But what age were you when you had your first hangover? Uh, probably. 22, 21. Yeah, it probably wasn't that many more times after my first outing that I experienced a, a negative effect the next morning. How about you? I feel bad, man. I think it was like 16, 17. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, 
Yeah. Considering he started so young, I'm surprised he made that. I was just tasting it at that time. I didn't know. Yeah. My dad does yell at me. He did yell at me about that. He tells everybody that I stole all the liquor. <laughs> you did. You resealed it. And I did. I like replaced I replaced everything with colored water. Yeah. So <laughs> I think he threw all those bottles away after I mean, he realized My parents are was, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> They'll never know. I'm bad. Whatever you do, don't copy what I've done in my life. So I've got one for you guys I, right. along the same lines. You know, as, as we, as you know, just to talk about what we've done in our fields and I, we didn't all start in security right we did something um that being said i started out in the help desk and as as i was trying to go through the help desk i, I was trying to apply for a job as a network administrator slash system administrator um what have you ever caused an outage that was system wide <laughs> and Duh. and did you own up to it Oh, 100%. Yeah. And what was it? So as Chris thinks, mine was, we are doing uh, PCI scans, and we had, to dis- uh, we had to disable the HTTP connect verb on usairways.com. Okay. And we had a, an F5 load balancer there, so I, I wrote an eye roll to basically say, if, you know, when HTTP request equals HTTP connect, uh, you know, basically drop the connection, uh-huh. right? And then I put log local zero. This connection was, was dropped. Double quote, end, and then they got flooded. It filled up the disk of the, the low balancer and caused an outage. <laughs> How long of an outage? Uh, I think the problem that was with it, it was actually Web Accelerator was a, was a product that they had. And when I created this outage, it fell back to the Cisco. And at that point in time, they weren't doing the SSL decryption, but we were. Uh-huh. And so it was, it was, it was a bad thing uh, that, that took a while. Hours, so probably, days? Yeah, a couple hours. And yeah. at that point in time, you know, Dot com was probably bringing in like a million dollars per hour. So, yeah. Like, yeah. Revenue <laughs> generating dollars. impact. Yeah. And then, like, the, uh, the, like, it starts off like, well, what the hell's going on? Right. It's just the manager. And then all of a sudden, it's the manager's manager. You just have, like, to train the people. Mm-hmm. And just like, <laughs> and, like, you know what I mean? Like, well, it fell over for some reason. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And then you realize you open up a tack case and FI score comes up. Like, yeah, you filled up your disk, man. That stupid eye roll you wrote. I'm like, oh. <laughs> So you didn't realize it right away that it was the... No, it took a while. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I ever caused a system-wide outage. Like, <clears throat> I, similar to you, Glenn, I, I started out in help desk, then sysadmin, then tech support. And I remember tech support, I told somebody to do something which I thought would work. It was basically, you know, if you reset your device, we had a password manager built into the device that we had. And I said, well, you reset your device, your password manager's backed up to the cloud. So just you know, reset your device, reinitialize your device, and then restore for backup. I didn't know that if you re- if you reset your device, it actually removes the backup that was created for it. So I, there's uh, a sysad was not happy. I de- deleted all his, his passwords. Um, and, yep, whoopsies. <laughs> and I owned up to it. I asked my manager, like, what can we do about it? And they, the, the system was designed to be pretty secure so that... Um, you couldn't restore something once it was deleted, but they did some magic on the back end and, and they eventually were able to get this guy's stuff back. You know, we had to go through a lot of rigmarole to make sure this wasn't some kind of social engineering attack. I'm like, no, no, I, I screwed up. This is why we're doing it. This isn't some kind of you know, red team test or anything. And we eventually got his, his passwords back. Yeah. What'd you do, Glenn? Uh, the first one. <laughs> <laughs> How much time you got, boys? <laughs> uh, that was a good one. Like I said, I think my first time I was... 
I was working at my way to become a, a system admin, network admin, and uh, I was we were at an acquisition and we were importing new users into AD. And so what it is is I would run a script that basically takes the users, run cackles on it, okay. and then apply that policy, um, apply that policy into AD, into AD by 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 script, right? Mm -hmm. By 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 DOS or some Perl script. Anyways, um, anyways, what was hilarious was I didn't know that you had to close the text file. And if you didn't close the text file, it couldn't read the file. So it started deleting everything in AD. Uh-oh. Didn't test it out. So it started deleting from A all the way to M. Damn. Last names. Like halfway through the alphabet. Yeah. Uh, it also deleted administrator. <laughs> that was an A. Yeah. Um, and these are domain accounts, right? Um, and what was odd was I was looking at it and it said deleting, 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 and it was going so fast that by that time I saw it and it registered in my head cause I, I'd stood up, took a deep breath. I'm like, okay, I'm running the script. And I looked at it again. I'm like, you know, that bad feeling you get when like you just totally screwed something up. Uh -oh. It was the, uh Oh, pucker factor. Like, what did I do? I did a control Z, killed control the script. C break, yeah, yep. yeah, control mm -hmm. C break, killed the killed the script, and then I realized that I couldn't log in, and it was like, oh, I just deleted M, which is Medina. Medina. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to find somebody in the later yeah, part of the alphabet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I had to call my boss, his boss, his boss, and we had to. It was a weekend, um, so they had to do a, a, a restore from tape. Oof. Yeah, it was it was a while. And At least then, it was on the weekends, hopefully no yeah. production loss or minimal production loss. Uh, yeah, but the CEO was affected because he was a G. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Couldn't you have been born with a different name? Yeah, okay. yeah. Anyways, it took, I'd like to say it took like eight hours to restore from desk, A to, a to M. That's yeah. not... In the grand scheme of things, not too bad, yeah. but I mean, yeah, time is money. Yeah. I'm sure there are some IT admins not happy with yeah. you having to work the weekend. Yeah. And the, the other good one was, do you, do you remember the Catalyst 4000 switches? Right. Cisco. Yeah. yeah, from Cisco. And then you, you know, we, that was our core. And then we were adding Catalyst 1900 switches at the remote location. So kind of the starfish type, type thing. And, uh. I failed to turn off spanning tree port fast. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but when you don't turn that off and you it's plug in another Cisco tree, broadcast, Cisco broadcast storm. Yeah, it's a broadcast storm, and I was <laughs> knocking out the knocking out the refinery network like every every other day because I was adding switches. <laughs> and I was sitting there going, "What's going on? Why is everybody uh, complaining? Why is there an outage?" And Thanks I a lot, Mister CCNA. Yeah, so <laughs> there you go, new guy, new network administrator. You learn fast. You learn to not do that anymore. So thank you, Cisco, for uh, that whole great protocol called Spanning Tree. What a! I never thought. I never saw a reason to turn it on. I don't know if you guys ever did, but I never thought. Maybe there's a listener out there that's listening and go, "Hey, yeah, you use Spanning Tree the the right way to do this." Because like anytime I import my Active Directory accounts during M and A, yeah, Spanning Tree's on. Yeah, that makes yeah. no sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah.
Any others? No. No, I think that's not no. the only one. Chris? No? No, I was... Wow, I must it. have screwed up royally a lot. Whose question is mine? Yeah. All right, what is the uh, worst advice you've ever been given? Mine's go kill yourself, so top that. What? <laughs> I don't know if I can top that. Yeah. Worst advice I've ever been given. Hmm. And even a lot of good advice. I'm, I'm trying to think of what the worst one would be, though. What's the worst? If you remember, you tell me to hold stock in a particular company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try not to get financial advice. Yeah. Hey, let's all go buy some ish coins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whose idea was that? <laughs> it went up five point one three percent this you know today. today? <laughs> Down ninety percent, up five percent. That's fine. <laughs> right in the wave, baby. Riding a small wave. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I know there's like some troll comments, like troll people out there trolling advice that says like. Oh, you know, in the winter, your your engine might freeze, support antifreeze, where your oil normally goes. Like, I've, I've seen things like that. I've, I've actually never done that. Well, uh, considering you have an electric vehicle, that would be insane. Yeah. Trying to, that, uh, I, don't know what, I don't know how I would answer that. What's the worst advice I've ever... It's probably something... Yeah. I, I think of all the advice that I've gotten, either good or bad, it was a learning lesson for me. Yeah. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I've yeah. always tried to learn from all the mistakes that I've made. And I trust me, kids, if you're listening, I've made plenty and I still continue to make mistakes. Yeah. So. I do pride myself on never making the same mistake twice, though. Th- that's yeah. that's the golden rule, yeah. right? Yeah. Is it? Be the golden rule. Says the guy who says, should we double down on these, these crypto coins that are down 90%? <laughs> I think the golden rule is uh, eat an apple a day, it keeps the doctors away. No? No, I think mm-hmm. it's doing to others as you want them to do to you. No, that's not, no, that's not it. Even one hundred percent. Oh gosh! All right. Anything else? I can't think of anything. Oh, I have a bunch of questions. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll All do right. one more, and then I think this is getting a bit long. All right. Well, fine. I actually had questions for both you guys, but I can't get a hold of Rosie, so I don't want to go to the Grace. So okay. it's like the newlywed game. You know, so we're gonna compare answers and see how well you do. So if everyone listening, Grace is uh, Chris's better half. And, I'll give you uh, Rosie's number. So. Well, I didn't want you to know. And okay. he freaked out on the way over here. He's like, oh, I can't believe you have direct wine. I just wine. <laughs> All right. So th- th- there's actually three questions you have to answer. We'll do a rapid fire. So number one, what is your best physical attribute that you think your wife likes? Uh, the hair. The hairline. 100% the hairline. The fact that you have one. It is your <laughs> fact that you have one? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's actually your smile and your eyes. Yeah. Oh. If I had taken that question seriously, I probably would have said that because she has she has told me that. But my my joke is always, yeah, I have, I have the amazing hairline. You couldn't even pay to get a hairline this good. Oh my gosh, he actually believes that. Yeah. Okay, uh, who said I love you first? She did. I think I did. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Did you really? I thought I thought we talked about this in Costa Rica. I don't think so. No. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm pretty okay. sure I did. Uh, the last three reasons why you cried. The last three reasons. Skip. Skip. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll you, you get that one. All right. Who wears the pants in a relationship? The wife, always. Right? Uh, she says we both do, but her pants are slightly longer than everyone else's. <laughs> You're a good sport, Chris. Thank you for playing. Yep. That's it. Good job, Chris. Glenn.
You, you couldn't you couldn't get any good questions out of him. Out of who? Glenn. For Glenn. No, I didn't have a chance to, she didn't, to I ask him. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't have Rosalie's number. Well, so. you can ask him the questions, and then we'll ask her separately. Oh. Well, the same three questions, then? Yeah. All right. What do you think your wife would say your, your physical attributes are? My legs. Your legs? Yeah. Those I had great legs. legs when I was younger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was a runner. Come you on, you man. were a runner. Yeah. Probably still are. I had a great tan, too. <laughs> In those military short shorts. Yeah. All right, and then uh, all right, same same thing with uh, with Chris. Who said I love you first? Oh, it was me for sure, <laughs> for sure. And uh, last three reasons why you cried. Yes, that's past. <laughs> you guys are wussies, man. Uh, and then last one: who wears the pants in the relationship? Oh, definitely her. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. How yeah, about like, you? Like we have shared responsibility. So it, it, in terms of who wears the pants for it, it's different for, for different things. I think we, I think we have a good partnership and we, we divide it evenly. Maybe that's the secret to happy marriage. Yeah. So yeah. So if I had to answer my own, I have no idea what she would, maybe my smile, I think. The big bald head. The big, the big old bald dome. Uh, she definitely said, I love you first. Really? Yeah. Uh, last three reasons why I cried. Definitely when my mother-in-law died. That was, that was a rough one. Yeah. And uh, when my son was going through that, that thing going on with his neck, that he's been successful, that kind of, when he was cleared from it, and like everything was okay, it just, it, like it came down on me. I was like, oh, dang. Yeah. And I can't think of a third reason why he did. And then uh, who wears the pants in the, in the relationship? Definitely me. There's no question about that. <laughs> well, we'll ask her later on. Oh, you on. can. We'll yeah. come yeah. through. We'll <laughs> <laughs> cross-check all these stories. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, we continue to get great comments about our dad joke of the week. Dad joke of the week. This week, I will go because I didn't ask either of you to to come up with one. Which actually, so funny story when we were at at Black Hat today. So I was I was on booth duty, and Brian and I were closing up shop, and our entire team had you know basically abandoned us, and they left behind the uh, the headset that you use to give the give a pitch or give a talk. We we were supposed to have a theater. And I, I just put on the headset. I'm like, I'm just going to start telling dad jokes. So I just called out people walking by. I was like, hey, Joe. Hey, Steve. You know, uh, let me tell you a dad joke. And I just do dad jokes on demand. So if you stop by the z booth at Black Hat, I definitely probably told you a dad joke. It was the last you know hour of, of the show today. They were cringy, too, man. They were. Really? <laughs> yeah. I got some good laughs. Yeah, they were good. good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the... The CEO of IKEA was recently elected the Prime Minister of Sweden. His first task is to assemble his cabinet. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I like it. That's a good one. Who wants Cheez-Its? Yeah. I think we're, are we going to go get pizza? Yes. Pizza time? Yeah, we should. Heck yeah. We're going to Cosmo, folks. At one, Meet us out there. in the morning. Yes. Meet us there. <laughs> All right, well, that's all we have for this week. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You can find us all on LinkedIn. Links will be in the description. Follow us on Instagram at Pepcat Podcast. Thank you to all our listeners and subscribers who later us, rated us five stars in the iTunes store and Spotify and left us a review. We appreciate you all spreading the word to help grow the show. The best way to find us is to search for the Pepcat Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app. For our co-host Brian Beach and Glenn Medina, I'm Chris Louie. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next weekend as always. Have a nice day. Later, Bye, folks. Felicia. Oh. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs>